Um, the question is, how do I find the balance? We might need to kind of set this up for people too. How do I find the balance between making my faith or my walk with Jesus? Uh, it's kind of the spectrum where like on one side you've got like following every single rule that Jesus has ever made. That's what following Jesus is about, right? And then the other side, you have this side of the spectrum that's like, well, I got my fire insurance. Jesus loves me. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm going to heaven anyways, right? So how do I find somewhere in the middle to where like I'm not completely focused on following like the rules are not the the basis versus it doesn't matter what I do. So how do we find a good or strike a good balance in our practical day-to-day walk with Jesus. We talked about this the other day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don's going to plug Growth Track, just going to let you know. I'm, ra- I'm also saying it out loud so Don remembers to plug <laughs> Growth Track. <laughs> I was just say, yeah, uh, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, how many real followers in the room? Just be honest. Yeah. You're a real follower? You're I'm not a real follower. <laughs> You're a follower. I write the rules. I thought he said real followers. No. I was I'm like, sorry. B, I, you raise your hand. I'm a real follower, but I'm not a rule follower. No, I'm not a rule follower. No, I like sorry. to write the rules. If, so I, I, if I pronounce it wrong, it sounds like I'm saying rule. Um, how many are, are rule followers? Yes? Yeah, you're a rule follower. Okay. Um, That's my daughter, my, my oldest. You know, honestly, Christianity is one of the hardest things you deal with, right? Other Christians who are not rule followers are sometimes the most difficult things you can, you can encounter. Um, because two, and I just want you to hear me say this, because I'm not a rule follower, but I married a, a rule follower, and we've been lovingly married for 25 years, and I have learned to appreciate the fact that she is a rule follower, and she brings incredible perspective uh, to me and to my life, because I am not. I am, I am very much on the side of grace. I am way, 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 way to the extreme of the side of grace in terms of how I view God. And so I think, I think the problem is um, the balance that people are looking for um, is a very, very difficult balance because I say the word balance and I think people are trying to make a compromise about truth in terms of God's Word and grace, which is also in God's Word. And they're trying to find a balance of, well, sometimes truth is what you lean on and sometimes grace is what you lean on. And yet Jesus, John describes it this way in, in, in John 1, that Jesus was, as his guys witnessed it, he was the fullness of grace and truth. He was the fullness of both, which is just, for, again, for rule followers, really irritating, right? And for grace-oriented people, also sometimes really irritating. Because when Jesus gives us the example that the balance comes in you giving everything to truth and you giving everything to grace means that they're gonna be, there's going to be constant tension around the people in your life, around other followers and, and, and Christians, and around just you, just the way you are walking through and growing in life. Because there's probably going to be always an element of grace involved as well as always an element of what you are called, commanded, and charged to do as a follower of Christ. And both will be fully and completely true. And so I just, my encouragement to you in terms of finding the balance is um, you got to start paying attention to, to, to the struggle that you feel. When you feel like leaning towards one is like, that's totally the way God sees it. I'd be pretty careful about that. 
when you start leaning towards grace, so that's totally the way God sees it, and, and that doesn't matter, you need to be careful about that. When you lean towards the rules, and you're like, that's totally, no, that's totally the way God sees it. Well, I'd be, I'd be very careful about that, because when we don't pay attention to the fullness of grace and truth that does exist, um, we end up putting our view of things, the way we are naturally wired, we end up putting that onto God and saying, well, that's what God is for everyone else. So you can plug the... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, I believe that, I mean, I agree 100% with yeah. what you're I think one of the things I would uh, add to that is the fact that when we give our life to Christ, usually starts with fire insurance, all right? yep. because we are somehow compelled to think that, okay, there is a higher being, there's a higher power, I want to make sure I don't spend my time being damned in hell for eternity. It sounds horrible. All right, so I'm going to, okay, I'll believe in Jesus. I mean, he sounds like the right guy to believe in. I'm just going to do that, and I can get away with whatever I want here on earth. All right, that's how it starts, but then we get into our childlike faith, and then children always want the rules, right? They want to know, and, and even watch, they just want to know what's going to be on the test. Just give me what's on the test. Let me answer the <laughs> test, and, and I'll just answer those questions. Well, that's just not life. Like, no. life isn't just a test of right and wrong answers. There's a whole lot of... Um, I was going to say shades of gray, but anyways, shades of gray in there that, uh, that help us to identify where is the maturity that happens in that. And that's where I believe that the Holy Spirit comes in. Um, and so when we go, what he's talking about with growth track, is we have to understand our personalities. And our personalities oftentimes lend us more towards one of these than the other. Yep. And so our personalities are not either right or wrong. They're how God created us. And if you come to growth track, you're going to be able to find your spiritual giftedness, which is absolutely necessary. You'll also find your Enneagram type, which isn't God-driven. Uh, it's not a God thing where God wrote the Enneagram. It's a tool that we use to help you discover who you are. And then we blend the two together to help us learn how we live in relationship with God and with man. Because everything that Christ did, he came to fix the problem that happened in the book of Genesis, where man and God's relationship was severed. Christ came to redeem that relationship. And so the only way we can redeem our human relationships is we understand what this relationship looks like. And man's been rejecting that for forever. And then when we look at this relationship, that's what this is talking about. How do I, do I just need to follow a bunch of rules to make mm -hmm. this satisfied? Mm -hmm. Or am I good? Like, eh doesn't strike me dead i think i'm just going to kind of go along my way and so the holy spirit is what's given to us yeah. to bring maturity to that question and so i even wrote a book right that's not why i brought this book up here i had it for a reference point but i guess i'll use it here too about that journey of faith about how do we learn to listen to the holy spirit guide us and then when we learn to allow the holy spirit to guide us he brings a balance to that and that that question is going to look different at all stages of our faith because we're going to come into a deeper understanding of who God is all along the way. So my encouragement to you, how do you find balance? Is grow in your faith. You've got to be growing in your faith. Read the Word of God. God's Word is our way to understand who He is. If you're not reading God's Word and you're only coming to church, okay, let's be honest, we don't, as journeyites, come to church all that regularly. What? Really? So, what are you talking you know, about? We're here Once week. a month, you know, if that's your God fix, yeah. you're missing a lot of God, all right? So you've got to get into the Word. Like the Word of God is Him revealing Himself to us. That's how we grow in this balance. And the more you grow, the more you're going to know about who God is. 
Uh, and then ask the Holy Spirit. When you get into a genuine conundrum of what I don't even know, I don't know what's right or wrong here, ask the Holy Spirit. The scriptures say, if you ask, you will receive. If you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door will be open. What's that talking about? It's all in relationship to the Holy Spirit. It's not so you can get a brand new job. It's so that you can get direction from God. If you ask him, he'll give it to you through the role of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's how we grow and find balance in this. You want to learn more about that? Come to Growth Track. Coming up. We've got one coming up. Chris. We do have one coming Tell up. About that. You're We're right. talking about it, Chris. I'm talking about it in a minute, but great job. That was really good. Nice. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we call it a batan. I'll read batan. It's a batan. That's what they call it in Michigan. It's a batan. Let me let me read this scripture um, just because I love. uh, We he mentioned first, second, third John. Um, There's really those three books are really, really, really good about talking about this tension because uh, nobody talks about the love of God the way John does. Okay, John was the um, the more emotionally. gifted disciple in terms, of, in terms of speaking a love language and understanding that. And a lot of what you're going to read in John is driven by that. Uh, but First and Second and Third John is, is kind of his letters to the church. And he does an amazing job of just pouring out this understanding of grace that's fueled by the love of God. Uh, but I love this verse in Second, uh, Second John. It says, love means doing what God has commanded us to do. And he has commanded us to love one another, just as you've heard from the beginning, that this, this idea of grace and rules and things are not something that should be at war with one another, but really uh, fit together. And uh, if you want to know better how it fits together, I would just, that's a good example, like just read First, Second, Third John. Yeah. You will read a lot about sort of how John just kind of painting that picture of uh, the love and grace of God for his, his people and his kids. Um, and yet the call to obey the call to do what he has commanded you to do.